0: Blog Talk Radio. For me, baby, I won't ever, ever give up. You might see me moving. Hello,
1: everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today our guest is Ignacio munoz Juan. We're going to be talking about Factor H today. But before we start with that, um, Ignacio, could you tell us a little bit about yourself?
0: Yes, hi. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm a neuroscientist. Uh, I've been working in the field of Huntington's disease for about 12 years as uh, vice president for biology at CHDI Foundation. And in that capacity, I've been leading a lot of the therapeutic strategies that are currently in clinical trials, trying to lower Huntington as a as a disease-modifying approach to the treatment of HD. Um, I also um, started Factor H a few years ago, and I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more about that. But my primary occupation is as a as a scientist working in the Harringtons field.
1: And we're so glad to have you on the show today. And can you tell us what Factor H is?
0: Yes. So Factor H is a nonprofit organization that um, I started uh, first as a project um, since 2012. And uh, it became a registered um, non-profit organization in the U.S. about a year and a half ago. And our, our area of work is to support HD families living in, uh, in extreme poverty in uh, Latin American uh, countries. I'm sure most people are familiar with the history of the identification of the gene that causes Huntington's disease. And in, in large uh, measure... Some of the early findings uh, that led to the identification of the gene were facilitated by studying a a couple of uh, small towns in Venezuela around Lake Maracaibo, where the um, prevalence of the disease was and still is the highest in the world. Um, So there's been a a strong historical link between the Venezuelan uh, HD families and Huntington's research and development. What people don't know, most likely, is that those communities are still living in conditions of extreme poverty with very little or no institutional support. So you have entire um, communities where the prevalence can be as high as 30%, where people are living Mm -hmm. in really subhuman conditions uh, where uh, access to medical care is very deficient. They don't have medication. In many cases, they don't have access to food regularly. And uh, when I became familiar with this problem, um, I visited that community in 2013. And I also learned that besides in Venezuela, there are other similar communities uh, in small towns throughout Latin America, particularly in Peru, Colombia, and Brazil, where patients are um, living in very desperate conditions and um, suffer from uh, pretty much complete institutional neglect and also discrimination. So I decided at that point that uh, something needed to be done, and I started factor age as a mechanism to um, try to raise awareness about this problem um, and give these communities a voice uh, to help them, not only with the... Um, issues that families have to face when they have HD in, in, in their family, but also to try to develop community development strategies to get these families out of poverty, which is a major problem, as you can imagine.
1: Absolutely, and what an amazing thing to do. I just, um, I just commend you for for starting this organization and nonprofit to to work on such things. Now, within the nonprofit, you have a project called Project Abrazos, which means Project Hugs, correct?
0: That's correct, yes. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about about it uh, in in a second. Um, Sorry, go go ahead.
1: No, no, go ahead. What were you saying?
0: Yeah, so I I think everybody who is from an HD family understands that HD is a very complex social disease in that it doesn't only affect the person who is carrying the mutation for the Huntington um, expansion. Uh, it has a much broader social impact affecting um, the caregivers, um, affecting the family, and particularly kids who not only are born at risk for the disease, but they also experience pre-traumatic um, childhoods uh, watching one of their parents uh, suffer from Huntington's disease. Um, part of the initiative um, um, that Project Abratos is trying to achieve is that we've selected about 40 kids in Colombia and about 100 kids in Maracaibo now um, that are at a risk for Huntington's but are also living in extreme poverty. And we try to provide at a minimum support for their basic needs, um, making sure that they receive medical care and dental care, that they have shoes and clothes and they have access to proper nutrition because most of these kids are growing up in families where one of the parents is affected with HD, the entire family structure is being affected because many of their relatives are also sick with Huntington's and uh, they're essentially left alone to fend for themselves. Um, the focusing on the kids as well has um, an added advantage. One, it really was a mechanism that opened up doors to communities that were typically closed to outsiders because of the stigma and the discrimination that they suffer. But you know, when you when you do something for for people's children, um, it's very easy for people to to, to start gaining trust that. We were there not because of a research interest, but rather because we had an interest in their well-being. And um, mm-hmm. the, the the second other aspect of the project is to instill a sense of um, pride in these kids that that have been stigmatized and are afraid of developing HD. To educate them and prepare a new generation of people at risk um, who will face the issues associated with Huntington's disease in a in a more open and hopefully constructive manner, both with themselves as well as with uh, relatives.
1: That's amazing. Now, have you considered or have you already um, worked with Huntington's disease youth organization, HDO, at all for these kids?
0: Yes. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, we have. So typically, HDO most of the programs that they have is slightly older uh, kids. We have within Project Abrazos, we have two groups, um, a young age between four and twelve years old, where a lot of a lot of the uh, activities are really to provide them better quality of life, and as I said, better. Um, support for their basic needs and then projects for kids 15 and older where in one dimension of it we're trying to prepare community leaders of the future and we've engaged HDO uh, now for a number of years including s- helping them organize the first um, HDO um, camp or activity in Colombia last year at one of the conferences that we established so we, we identified uh, 26 young um, adults from HD families who came from six different Latin American countries, and we continue to work with HDO to include them in their activities and and through them reach out to more young people at risk um, in their own countries.
1: That's great. So, um, one of the things that we're doing with help for hd is doing is we're partnering with Factor H um with and with project of um you know to to get donations for these families um how are some other ways or what is what are some other ways that we as a community could help other than just donating money there's something that people in latin america can do to um, kind of step up and help as well in the community
0: Yes, absolutely. So we, 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 through Factor H, we have a variety of projects because we're trying to address some of the social and medical aspects of these communities uh, holistically. So some of them are programs directed to kids, as you've mentioned. Some of them are programs that are very medical in nature. So we try to identify and sometimes financially support clinicians or organizations that can provide access to medicines and access to medical care, mostly working with the local patient associations whom we also finance. Um, The the third um, big area that we work on um, together with local non-profit organizations in the different countries is to develop a community development strategy. For example, trying to educate people about the disease, uh, trying to ensure that kids go to school, that women who um, don't have the means of becoming financially independent get trained. And uh, in some of the poorest communities, for example, giving them access to um, electricity and fresh water, um, which is a big problem, for example, in one of the communities in, in Maracaibo. Uh, so the, the way Factor H works is through partnerships with mostly local non-profit organizations that you know organize a set of projects and events on the ground, working side by side with local people. And there are opportunities for uh, for helping by um, either working with us to develop strategies that can be uh, implemented on the ground. Um, we are planning a an exchange program where. People who have an interest in volunteering um, could come to the various communities and do work with our staff on the ground. Um, And there are other ways, for example, medications, uh, potentially clothes donations, things that we can provide to those communities. So if anybody's really interested in finding out more about any of these programs or how to get involved, uh, they can go to the Factor H website, and you can find my email there and just reach out to me directly.
1: Great, and I will definitely share that website on our show page as well as, um, you know, on our Facebook pages and things. And for those of you who are wanting to, um, you know, maybe you can't travel to to help, um, but you would like to donate. Um, help for hd is partnering with Factor H. You can go to the help4hd.org website, go down to News, and there's a little uh, location that says Project Abrazo. Uh, click on More Information, and it will take you to the donation page on the help for hd website. Um, so, you know, you can always get give. it. gives more information about, um, about Factor H and kind of what's going on. Uh, and I believe it also has a link to the website. I'm checking right now. Yeah. So it also has a link to the Factor H website as well. Ignacio, I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'm not going to keep you on here. It's certainly, I know, a busy time for me and a busy time for you. So, But um, we will share this information and, and, you know, continue to support Factor H and all of the efforts. And thank you so much for coming on here and sharing all of this.
0: No, thank you for having me on the on the show, and also for your willingness to partner with us and try to help, uh, particularly the most vulnerable, who tend to be children uh, living in in very difficult situations with with HD families. And I wanted to just um, extend my gratitude to whoever is listening. Um, I think it's important for the HD community. Um, in more developed countries like the U.S. And, and Europe to not forget the pretty incredible contributions of the people from Maracaibo to, to current uh, HD research and the fact that um, they have um, a, a lot of problems because they live in areas with a very high prevalence of HD and essentially no institutional support. And I think um, getting educated about these problems is the first step. Um, I think people can relate to growing up in an HD family um, very well psychologically and trying to put themselves in the shoes of these kids who are growing up with no access to fresh water or food. In many cases, a lot of the kids are living on the streets because um, the uh, HD affected parent can take care of them, and many of them have lost another parent either because they've left, because they couldn't cope. So the the, ch- the children represent um, a, a very critical population to try to help, but they also represent the future of the of these communities in South America. And I think all together we can we can make a difference um, if, if we choose to, to do so. So think about it. Um, The projects are exciting, Um, the people are wonderful, and um, you can establish a direct link to them if you happen to want to um, connect with any individual kid, uh, but more more than happy to connect you with them directly. So thank you again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's an amazing point, too, is, you know, we can connect directly. That's somebody who, you know, I've tested positive for Huntington's, I'm a caregiver for my father. Um, you know, and I found out about Huntington's when it was when I was 15, um, you mm-hmm. know, hearing what these children are going through and what they're having to live with, I can't even imagine dealing with Huntington's on top of that. Um, so, you know, if we as a community can reach out to them and provide more support, that's what we need to do. And, um, you know, certainly I think if we can think of ways, whether it's donating money or if it's even volunteering and being able to go down or doing whatever type of closed donation or however, I think that's really important for these kids who, you know, have an extra layer of um, difficulty when it comes to living with this disease.
0: Yes, Indeed.
1: So thank you so much for what you're doing, and absolutely thank you 100% for coming on here and sharing this information. And um, we'll certainly help in whatever way we can.
0: Thank you, Lauren. I just had one more thing that I wanted to say, if you allow me to. Um, I'm sure. actually based in, in Los Angeles, and um, people might remember that two years ago we took a few families from South America to have an audience with Pope Francis at the Vatican. And uh, mm-hmm. myself, Charles, Charles Sabine, who I think is well-known by everybody, and Elena Catania, who's another scientist from Italy, we organized the, the visit to, to Rome, and we've made a documentary film uh, whose premiere is going to be here in Los Angeles on Saturday, July 27th. Um, I would encourage people to come. I think it's going to be a really fun event. Um, the the documentary film is being um, financially supported by Ionis Roche and Genentech, companies and Wave, companies that people know very well. Um, we will be having the uh, premiere, the opening of the documentary with a Q&A with myself and Charles and a reception. And um, you can find out about the documentary at the, the com website or through Factor H. And the, the tickets are free, even though we're asking for a small donation if people can. But if you can't, you should still try to come. I think it's going to be a wonderful event. And I think it's very important for everybody to, um, to be part of this and understand a little bit more um, the situation on the ground in South America. And also the beautiful event that brought together 2000 HD um, family members from 28 countries to Rome in 2017.
1: Yes, absolutely. And um, Help for HD has actually shared this on Facebook. Now we will continue to share through our different websites as well as on um, Twitter. So you can also find the information on our Facebook page. I don't know if we have it up yet on the website, but I'll find out from Katie if we'll be doing that. But yes, you know, we'll certainly try to promote it and get people to come to it.
0: Yeah, I'd love to meet some of the. Some of your audience members. Um, I'll be there myself, answering questions and socializing. So if anybody's listening and wants to come, I'll look forward to meeting you. Thank you.
1: Thanks. Thank you so much. Have a great evening.
0: You too, Lauren. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye.